Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast. I'm your host, Monet, and this is Simply Surviving, where we go ahead and talk about emotions, finances, lifestyle, and college. And I want to talk about something that happened to me yesterday. And it's kind of a long story, but we'll go ahead and we'll get into it. But the main topic today is going to go ahead and be about being on someone's mind. So let's get it. So it would be unfair of me if I didn't go through the entire story from the beginning to where we are now. Because you wouldn't understand if you hadn't heard from the beginning. So this is how it all started. Freshman year, I would host study groups in my room because we were dealing with COVID and we really didn't get to meet a lot of people. So I would host study groups with all my friends and we would study in my room. There were snacks. It was a vibe. It was something that we would do every Thursday. And so I went ahead and I posted on Facebook for our class. I was I was like, I'm hosting study groups in my room if anybody wants to join and go ahead and meet people. He seen that. He commented on the post, and the next Thursday, he came over. And that Thursday, no one else could really make it. So it was me, him, and, like, a few of, like, my close friends. But we ended up studying. I sat on the bed. Everyone else sat on the floor. And then once everyone left, it was just me and him left. And I find it so weird how we started out because... When I tell you, we had so much conversation that first day that we even met. And it's crazy because after that Thursday, he pretty much never left my side. We would spend every single day together. He would sleep over in my dorm. I started getting, like, used to him being in my dorm to where, like, after we fell off, like, it was hard for me to sleep because I was so used to sleeping with him in my bed. And it was it was very intense when I'm I'm not even trying to exaggerate the fact that he was always in my bed. He would wake up at six AM, go to football practice, come back at around seven and would sleep over at my dorm. And that that that's what we did, and it's always funny. I find it that when he woke up at six a.m., I didn't wake up until I like felt him getting dressed. That's when I would wake up. It wasn't him like wiggling out of getting bed that woke me up. It was the fact that I knew he was leaving, and I would always have like this view of his like back once he was like putting on his shirt and stuff, and I was like. Wow. That's that that that's like that that was weird to me somehow. I don't know like what it means, but it was the feeling of him like leaving and getting dressed that always woke me up rather than him actually moving around. But that's how we started and one of my friends, really close friend of mine, he would always go ahead and have like little parties at his place. So I would bring him with me and I'm just gonna go ahead for the purpose of this video and call him Vaughn because I don't want to put anybody's business out there 
except this is my business. But I would take Vaughn to these parties with me. And they were always pretty laid back and chill. I never really took him to any large parties because he played football. So I didn't want to get him sick because that's the last thing you want for football players to get them sick. So I didn't really take it to any large parties. And the parties that my friend had were always the same people, always the same kind of frequency of people as well. So it wasn't pretty much big of a problem. And it's funny because he's like very antisocial. So he would never ever talk to anyone else. And it would just be me and him sitting on the couch. And all my friends were like, Manet, like usually like you're like very social at parties and such. And I'm like, yeah, but like I don't want to like invite him somewhere with me and just leave him to sit by himself. That doesn't seem right to me. So I would always sit down with him and like we would be like huddled up, talking to each other like on the couch while the whole party situation was going on. And that's how it was. And there was one particular time where one of the girls, one of the girls, which was roommating with one of my friends that were there, kept eyeballing him. And I was very upset. And mind you, he didn't drink or smoke at these parties because, again, football. But I would drink. And I would only drink, actually, around him. But she's looking at him and she's like eyeballing us so I go ahead and I make out with him in front of her and she's still like smug looking at us and there's a point where I'm like I'm gonna go slap the shit out of her like what is the issue like why does she keep staring at us and he, he like grabs me and like no 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 you don't need to do that like you're, you're here like I'm here with you like and it was like it was very much a cute situation that he was like not letting me bullshit but honestly it, it it was good on his side to go ahead and do that because if I would have slept the shit out of here it would have been a whole thing but there's been like many of times where we've had like very cute little moments and we didn't need to go out on dates or anything because like we were always just together so we just pretty much enjoyed our time together and there was one party that another one of my friends had that was like kind of large on the large side and I brought him with me and it was a pretty like decent party that was going on and what I do I sat on the couch with him the entire time and entertained him on the couch rather than going ahead and usually making my rounds and such like that I even encouraged him to go ahead and dance a little which was something he particularly did not do at parties and I think it was just because he felt uncomfortable around my friends and didn't really know them but there was no problem in that like as long as I was there he was fine and then the bullshit happened the bullshit happened eventually so around this time in the year after about I don't even remember how long anymore because it was so long ago but after a while, I'll say, he ends up getting super depressed, as any regular, regular football player would. He ends up getting really depressed because he can't play because he hurt himself. And 
you know, I talked to my mom about it and she's a very football advocate fan. And I'm like, yeah, he's like super depressed because like, he's, he's hurting, he can't play. And it's been like more than two weeks of him like being hurt. And she's like, yeah, something else must be going on. Like, there's no way, like, usually like with recovery and stuff like that, the resources, something else must be going on. But I never really pushed for him to go ahead and talk about it. I mean, how could I? Like, it was something that if he was going to bring up, we'll talk about. But if he doesn't bring it up, we won't talk about it. So it gets to a point in time where I'm like, okay, I'm like, you're depressed. I'll go ahead and I'll give you your space because I've been in the same situation. But if you need someone to talk to and if you want to talk or if you just need someone to listen, I'm here for you. And I left it at that. And then about two weeks goes by. And was it two weeks? I don't even remember. A couple days after that, they end up putting, like, the football players into one of the hotels around campus because Aug, the dorm that they stayed in, had very high COVID things, COVID cases, <laughs> COVID things. Gosh, they kept having high COVID cases. So to protect their players, they went ahead and put them in a hotel. They were in a hotel for two weeks. Now, him being in a hotel for two weeks, I thought, okay, he'll be in there for two weeks, and maybe I'll get to see him when he's out. Mind you, I had, like, developed, like, a very strong attachment, not even attraction, an attachment to him. So, he gets out of the COVID dorms, and, you know, I'm like, like, I'm like, it's been too much time. So... I text him, I'm like, hey, like, you want to meet up and talk this day, like, about, like, what's going on and stuff like that? He's down for it. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then the day comes, the time comes, and as I'm on my way to walk over there, he texts me. I've, I want to see you, but I don't feel like seeing anyone. And as he says that, the bus pulls up, and mind you, it's 30 below in Wisconsin and I am livid because if he would have never said anything I would have been stuck outside for probably another 10 minutes until the next bus came because it was late that night and that was the last time I ever went ahead and texted him I told him I was like you know what I'm done I'm completely done I tried to go ahead and be there for you, but you pushed me away, and I'm done. I literally, I was, there was nothing more I could say at that point. I actually have the text right here. I said, forget it, really, fucking forget I ever asked. I'm just going to keep my distance. I see you need the space. I'm worn out trying, but I get it. There's not enough time in the world. You say sorry. But this isn't the first time you bailed on me last minute. Like, do better. There's only so much I can take before I give up. I don't like feeling like I'm pushing and getting no pushback. Like, I'm just pushing myself to the edge. And I don't want to feel that way. And that's what I went ahead and went 
and when I talked to him and after a year of not texting him, not, you know, keeping my space, he slides up on a snap of mine and it's, I have all my clothes on, my hair's just dead. And he says, you don't know how bad I wanted you, but you messed that up. And me, generally, I was very hurt, as you can tell from that text before. So I go ahead and text him. I'm like, what? wait, like, what, what did I do? Like what, did, like, what did I do? And he goes ahead and he explains the situation to me. And basically, he says that I fucked on his friends. Mind you, I fucked his friend two months after I sent him the I'm done text. And I didn't even know that they were friends. He never brought me around his friends. So how was I supposed to know that that was his friend? You know, I was never surrounded by the people he hung out with. As far as I knew, he had no friends, particularly. So me and him are going back and forth in this conversation of he's saying, you did this, you did that. And I'm, I flip and I'm like, well, what about what you did? You set me to the side. Did you expect me to wait for you? Did you expect me to ponder for you? To ponder when I thought? And I was telling I was like, yeah, I've thought about you for round. But I'm not going to stay stuck on you. Like, I'm going to move around. You pushed me to the side. You made me feel unwanted, unappreciated. Like, what did you expect me to do? It wasn't my intention to ever hurt you. But if it was, you would have known. Because I didn't know that that was your friend. And that was kind of where we left off lastly. And then here we are about a couple months after that situation happened. And this is where it gets interesting. (laughs) This is where it really goes ahead and spills. So, yesterday, he goes ahead and he texts me. And I mean, like, we're texting each other back and forth about, like, our day and stuff like that. And it's just seeming very normal. But it's so weird for me because I'm like, what if I text the wrong thing? And... You know, I can't be like, well, let's talk about, you know, all the shit that we've put each other through because he's going to avoid that. And it's going to be probably another couple of months until he texts me again. So I'm trying to like play cool. I'm being very mindful while I text him. And he hits me with the, what are you doing today? Not much. And we get into this point where... He texts come over, and of course I go because it's been two years, and I may have possibly been in love at that point because I still have like feelings about it, even though that it's been so long ago, and it's weird because you know, like he's still on my mind I still get shaken 
in my boots when I see him in public. Like I seen him on my job and I'm still like shaking in my boots. I'm trying not to make eye contact. I don't even want to speak because what's like we put each other through so much bullshit. And the crazy thing is when he texted me like the I like you don't know how bad I wanted you, but you messed it up. We're talking and he gets into a situation. He's like, you moved too fast. And I was like, you could have told me that. Like, did you feel like you couldn't talk to me? And he responded with, yeah. And I was like, if you would have talked to me instead of repressing, maybe you would still have me. And then that's basically where that conversation ended. But getting back to the present. So it gets to a point where he asks me to come over. And I do. And it's so, so awkward. It's so awkward. Because it's like, there's so much I want to say. But then, it, then again, it's like, I don't want to say it. Because I don't want to deal with him doing that like, oh, here she go again. Because literally, he was texting me like where to go. Like he didn't even come downstairs to come get me. He was like, yeah, I'm in the middle of a game right now. Didn't even end the game for me. Like, how? What? So I'm in the middle of a game right now. So you can't get out of the game to come get me. But I ended up, like, having to walk all these goddamn stairs. And, like, I just, like, walk up on him in this room. And he's like, yeah, I just come in. I'm like, um, okay, sure. And... I'm like doing like the I'm sitting down. He's like, oh, you want to lay down? I was like, yeah, that'd be nice. And there's like a moment where like I'm just like sitting and I'm like, I could lay down, but like all oh, this shit's newing. And you know, like we we lie down. He puts on the movie. We don't make it through the movie, obviously. And then at the end of it, he goes ahead and he says, he's like, oh, are you going to your crib after this? And I was like, yeah, I wasn't like going to go somewhere to like do my schoolwork because I have a paper that's due. And then I go ahead and ask him, like, where's the bathroom? Because, you know, I got shit leaking out of me. And I come back out and I tell him, I'm like, you know, I was like, I can stay if you want, but I can also go. It's really up to you. And he says, yeah, you should go. And I don't know why I felt, like, so awkward about that. Because, like, my response was like, yeah, that's cool. I don't know, like, I'm not even, like, offended by it. I was only there for one reason, right? To prove a point. That we're still on each other's minds. And that no matter how much someone hurts us, if you love them, you kind of just forget about it. And that's the crazy part, is that No matter how much we hurt each other, we found a way back. And it just proved that I'm still in his mind and he's still on my mind. It just proved that we go ahead and we still think about each other. That's all that did. And I don't even know where to look at it at this point because it's like... 
We hate each other so much. But why can I go ahead and look you in the eye? Fuck you, you know? And it's funny too, because like I got there and I'm like, why the fuck am I even here? Why am I even here? Because I find it like he still watches my stories all the time. Like, he hates me so much. But still wants me to come over. And it's just something I can't quite understand right now. And that's all I have to say for you guys on the podcast. Luckily, I'll see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.